get into. Good morning, church. All right. Heavenly Father, we come to you now. We pray for so many things. Lord, but we pray for one another. We ask you, Lord, to be with people who are in need right now. Lord, for Jade, Lord, for Marion Ballard, for Ethan, for Gary, Lord, so many people in Pine Valley. Lord, right now, Clark, Braden, Elk Patterson, and so many people.
salt we are? Are we stewarding them well? That's the real question. Ownership says that each person has something or a property, and you get to do with it whatever you want because it's yours. You own it. Stewardship says that each person is entrusted to or assigned to or might even be given to a short period of time something like children or grandchildren or your health. of the utmost importance. Many of our kids and our grandkids we love, but we don't own them. We steward them. How are we stewarding them? How are we taking care of our kids and our grandkids? What are we doing with our children? What are we doing with our houses and our boats and our cars, our bikes, our money, and our health? Are we stewarding them? Or are we under the impression that we own them and we can do anything we want with them? Because today you're going to see something about what we really do own in this life. Today, we're going to see a psalm of what it really means to own something versus steward, stewarding something. We're looking at a psalm of David, and they would traditionally sing this song during celebrations as a reminder of what the Lord owns versus what they get to steward, and they're all gifts from God. And so the Jews would get together, and they would look at this psalm, and they would sing it together in their celebration times because it was something of a reminder of what they didn't really own, but what God gave to them. And so the question becomes, what do you and I really own versus steward? And the character question is, what's the character issue? You and I don't own anything. What's the character issue that God has in front of us? And we're going to look at God's character today. We're going to look at God's character. So we're going to get into that today. But first, let's look at the psalm together. us a lot. Every good and every perfect gift comes from the Lord. That includes our children and our grandchildren. We're to steward all that God gives to us with Him in mind. Do we? I know I do. I remember taking Rebecca and had her in my hand and she was 33 weeks born. I just remember they said to us, it's really weird because we had a baby and we didn't get to take her home. So they kept her in the NICU. And so I remember holding her, and her head was here, and her feet maybe got to about right there. And I just remember holding her, and I went, God, God made you. You're not mine. I just get to steward you the way you need to be as your gifts. I did it with my son, Ian. I did it with my son, Joel. I did it with my son, Noah. And then I tried to give Noah back. Policy in the hospital. It's weird. I spent so much money for that kid. 
just kidding. I love Melody Death. He's, he's one of my buds. I just give him a hard time a lot. He does give me a hard time, though. <laughs> I know what it's to be. I know what it's like to be God now. In a, in a sense, because I'll, I'll, I'll give him something. And they're like, I don't want that. Last night, I was like, we, we, we made uh, turkey meatballs and after the first bite. Ooh, I do like it. Yeah, you better like it. You got Dutch in you, man. Spaghetti, or it was, uh, it was meatballs and gravy and pasta. Well, anyway, we're all stewards of God's gifts to us. We have to let them their children. We have to have them in mind. Him in mind when we're dealing with our cars, our money, our houses, our children, our grandchildren. We steward all of it. But are we stewarding it well is something that each person has. We own something, you own it. It's yours. You can do with it what you want. But that's not true of Christians. We don't get to own anything. That's hard for some people to understand. I've gone through many different counseling sessions and I've, I've dealt with many different things and I think one of my favorite counseling sessions is I was trained in Larry Burkett's ways of doing understanding of money. Burkett was a guy in the 60s that used to really deal with money and Christianity and understanding how you steward your money and what you do with it and how you take care of it. And I really appreciated all of it. And I loved it. And I went down to Florida and I went through his own training classes. And so I got really trained in what's crown ministry is what it's called. And so I learned how to do crown ministry and understanding how to counsel people with their money to create a budget and learning how to steward well with their money. And it was a lot of fun. And then a few financial peace. I'm going, okay, I agree with that. But if you listen to it closely, it's not only do you have financial peace, it's because cash rules everything. Cash is king. That is stupid. No, no, no. Jesus Christ is king. And so the message has been skewed and turned and twisted in a way that makes it wrong. And Christians are thinking, well, it's all about the money. No, it's not. Stop telling people that. It's all about God. And it's all about stewarding the money He gives to us. And it frustrates me because I have people like, oh, He's such a great Christian when He tells you that you need to get out of debt. Yes, we should not be in debt. Because the Bible tells us not to be in debt because then we become slave to the lender. But we don't own anything. Oh, if you do this snowball technique, you can eventually own your house. No, you can't. It's not yours. It's God's. What are you doing with your house? How are you stewarding it to take care of those in your currently? Your children, your grandchildren, your neighbors, your loved ones, your church family. That's the real question. Martin Luther said this, I held many things in my hands, 
and have lost them all. But whatever I placed in God's hands, I still possess. Are you good stewards with your time? Because you don't need it all. Because be wise. Each of us has 24 hours in a day. Whether you're rich or you're poor, healthy or sick, fat or skinny, what are you doing with your time? What are you and I really doing with our time? I'd suggest that many of us spend our time on all the wrong things. Since all of you guys here are wonderfully spiritually just fed and constantly looking to God. I know you guys aren't this way, but I suggest that many of us spend our time outside of the Lord because everything else is fleeting. Did you know that in America, I want you guys to hear this, a statistician named Susan Collins did a study on America's in January of 2022. This is what she came up with. Are you ready for this? Here's what we spend our time on. We spend an average of our day spending eight hours and 33 minutes sleeping. Pretty good. We spend an average of nine hours and 27 minutes on work or work-related things. This is just in a day. On average, Americans spend 18 minutes cleaning up their houses. Maybe that's why many of you don't invite me over. spend an hour, two hours and 48 minutes on watching television. We spend an hour and 11 minutes eating. Exercise and sports, it's different for men and women. Men spend about an hour and 24 minutes and women spend an hour and 18 minutes. It's pretty close, but it's a little different. Shopping, I found this one to be interesting. Shopping is 46 minutes for groceries. We actually spend 50 minutes for everything else. out to an average of 26 hours and 43 minutes. Yeah, I said it in case you missed it. We spend more than 24 hours in a day this way. Not always up here. You know what's interesting? She asked the question. She asked the question, how much time do you spend going to church, reading your Bible, praying, or doing anything for religious activities? Just shout out and guess how long you think Americans spend on that. More than nothing. Keep guessing. It's 18 minutes. We spend just as much time cleaning our house as we do spending time with God. Now, I I know some of you are going to say, but Pastor, you always go over time in church when you that limit should be going higher. <laughs> the sad thing is that Americans don't go to church. They don't care about church. They care about having fun. I work all week long. You have no idea how hard it is to work all week long, and then I have to go to church and sit there and listen to some guy preach about God. I'm tired. I want to do it. I want to go have fun. I want to relax.
experience. Or how about if I talked about liars or murderers? Would you be okay with that if I just made excuses all the time? Yet we do it. Here's the thing. God wants us to be more like His Son and to follow His ways and not our own ways. He wants us to have the mind of Christ and understand what it means to love, what it means to eat with sinners and tax collectors, what it means to hold people to an account. Well, Christians are too judgy. You Christians are bad for judging. You know what my response to that is? Why are you judging me for judging? You're such a judger. Do you see how hypocritical it is? I love that they call me a hypocrite. Oh, you're a Christian, you're all hypocrites. What the fuck? It's sad the world we live in because many people don't care about God. They don't. I mean, I take my job very seriously because many of your family are not here. They don't care about God. You and some of you do. Some of you go to church. Some of you read their Bible.
lived on Saturn, and this is kind of cool, I talked with the boys I teach on Fridays, and we talked about Saturn, we've been looking at some of these astronomers, and Saturn, it's 10,756 Earth days we go around the sun for one year, so if you're 50 years old, you're basically eight years old. shall ascend to the hill of God, the hill of the Lord, and who shall stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to what is false, and does not swear deceitfully. He will receive blessings from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek the face of God, the God of Jacob.
anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to Him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you.
is kind, God is good, God is faithful, God is holy, God is just. I've had people say to me, well, I was that way when I was younger, and they'll eventually get to the point where they're going to come to know God.
misunderstand who you are in your character. They think of you as the God of wrath because in the Old Testament you were a God of wrath. You haven't changed. We just understand grace now more because grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. We have the Holy Spirit when we come to know Jesus and believe and hear in Jesus and receive in Christ our truth. said.